movies in 4K. Welcome in, everybody, to episode seven. I am one of your hosts, Bill Shetty. And I am Lady Phantom. Another host. (laughs) Yeah, the other one. Yes, if you don't have that subscription yet, get down to the bottom of the page of BillShetty.com. All the links are there. Go over to Apple Podcasts, give us a review and a rating there, a five-star. That'd be nice. Yeah. (laughs) And go over and sign our guest book at BillShetty.com. Getting a lot of comments over there, so we appreciate that. Now, this is the podcast that covers one 4K Blu-ray disc each episode, along with a spoiler-free and vulgarity-free movie review with ratings, grades, and recommendations. Now, we did get a suggestion, Phantom, on the website at the guest book on BillShetty.com from Noelle. Do tell. Yes, she wanted us to review Pretty in Pink or Fatal Attraction about two weeks back. She said they were coming out on 4K, but Noelle, if you're out there, they are not coming to the 4K Blu-ray disc format. Oh. Yes, they're coming to Blu-ray regular blu-ray it's bizarre phantom i think carl had mentioned this on one of his movies that they had converted an older movie to the 4k format but they only released it on blu-ray and Uh not 4k same thing noel with these two pictures they did scan the films in 4k but they downsampled them to just get on regular blu-ray oh so I do think they are going to be released on 4K to buy or rent on, like, Apple's products and Rokeo and stuff. But, no, well, afraid to say we only review the discs here and not 4K versions on other formats. So if you want to go over and uh, pop another suggestion, we'll be glad to cover it. And that's for anybody else out there. If you want us to cover any specific movie that's been released on 4K, we'll be glad to look at that. So leave a suggestion up on BillShetty.com. Yeah, that's a great idea. Let's move into that breaking news. What's hot off the presses, Phantom? (laughs) Well, I don't know if it's hot off the presses, but it is for me. A few episodes back... It was asked of us what movies we would like to see in 4K, right? One of my wishes was the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Well, I'm using this because it ties to that. As it turns out, apparently Peter Jackson is working on the 4K release of both the Hobbit trilogy and the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Now, the Hobbit was filmed, I believe, in 6K, and it will be downgraded to 4K for the release. But The Lord of the Rings was uh, filmed in 35 millimeters, so they are working on the 4K disc release. And apparently, they they had said that it was going to be done in the summer, but apparently it's going to be sometime this year, probably October November of this year. That's pretty quick. So then they must have been working on it before this. Yeah, probably. Maybe that's why he hasn't been doing much like of other things recently. And it's also been done in New Zealand, which is where he lives and where Weta is and everything. So 
that's great news to me because those movies are going to look amazing. Well, we'll have to wait on that. That sounds like that's Phantom's news this week. And I got something that ties along with our podcast also, Phantom. Mm, Wow. Interesting. This week only. And I'm glad these current events are current. (laughs) Like (laughs) super current. So if you're listening to this three months after it's been released, then this won't apply. This week only, Target is offering buy two movies get one free this ends the 21st so hopefully you're hearing this and get the target.com or go to the store and any two movies you buy you get another one so it's also with music and books now we want you to get those 4k movies this is a perfect opportunity of movies we've covered or anything else get that free disc we all buy these discs anyway so it's a great extra feature. And what do you think, Phantom? Perfect I think it's time, great. It? It's a perfect time. And yeah, like if there's something you want, you've been meaning to get, but for some reason, I don't know, typical, it's too expensive, especially with the 4K discs. It's a great, great opportunity. Yes, it saves you 33%, basically, because <laughs> yeah. if you was going to buy three discs. Yeah, instead of I mean? like almost 70 bucks or something you are spending 50 something yeah so exactly so this is the time get the target and where this isn't an ad sponsored by target or nothing we don't buy many movies from target funnily enough no but this came out they run these specials i've heard like twice a year so this is the perfect time to get your hands on a couple movies and get one free. And you can get Blu-rays too. It doesn't have to be 4K, but this is the opportune time yes. to go get your 4K movies. All right, let's move this along. We are covering, I think, apt for this time. Oh, you <laughs> have no clue how apt it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. Philadelphia from ninth. 1993 this is only listed in one genre lady phantom and what is that drama this is going to be quick because i got a hundred percent drama oh absolutely yeah there's nothing else there is little few jokes here and there no it's a drama yes i agree (laughs) you're not adding nothing no no crime or nothing <laughs> yeah, like courtroom stuff. No, it's a drama, yes. like straightforward. It's I agree. Easy. So this is going to be a quick genre discussion this week and it's just 100% straight up drama. Time for your mini movie review of Philadelphia from 1993, an Oscar-worthy performance from Tom Hanks. This was directed by who, Miss Phantom? Jonathan Demme, of course. All right. And a bunch of stars. Who do we got? Like, people that got a kickoff start. Yes, we we have, of course, the great Tom Hanks. We have Denzel Washington. We have Roberta Maxwell, Buzz Kilman, 
Karen Finley, Daniel Chapman. We have Antonio Banderas in, I, I think that was his first Hollywood acting job. It's so funny because Phantom's just running down the list of yeah, IMDb. and I don't these see Antonio no name, Banderas anywhere. These are no-name people. I wanted her to get the real people out here, like Jason Robards, who's huge in I don't this. know him by name. I did get Chandra Wilson. She, uh, well, for those who have seen Grey's Anatomy, she is uh, a main doctor there. And she was very young here. I was actually surprised to see her. But yeah, like all great actors And here. we have Roger Corman, for any of you horror fans out there, has a nice little role in this. And his acting was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And like Phantom said, Antonio Banderos, he was a no-name, I would assume, back then. And Denzel Washington, I think he was on St. Elsewhere. I have no idea. But this, I think, was one of his first major roles. Mm, I don't think it was the first, but one of the first. In Hollywood, yeah. I think, Phantom. You know, he was in TV for a while. Hadn't he been in a in a movie before where he was younger? I don't, I don't know. The he point might is, have, know. but this was a big role. He's a co-star in this. Yes. This is no small role. Yeah, absolutely. And Antonio Banderas, he, well, yes, he was a no-name here. But he was already super big in Spain and in Mexico. Like, everybody knew him because of, of his Spanish movies. Yes, and we picked this this week because, you know, this deals with a virus. Yeah. A disease. Is that why we picked it? Yeah, I thought it was a good time for this. And also, there's protests in this. Yes, there are. And it's a very, as you said, opportune time, given the, the news that also broke this week, I think two days ago or something, the the Supreme Court ruled that companies cannot fire people in grounds of being gay or LGBTQ. That's what I'm saying. Perfect time to review Philadelphia. And this is a 25th anniversary disc, too. It came out in 2018, so it's a good time to do this with what's going on in the world so what's the summary we didn't even do that first we yeah. usually do so what do we got yeah, what are we doing here okay when a man with hiv is fired by his law firm because of his condition he hires a homophobic small-time lawyer as the only willing advocate for a wrongful dismissal suit and i don't think you have to add anything to that phantom that's a Not nice, really. small, a... quick plot summary. Yes, although the lawyer, the TV guy, as they call him, he was not exactly a willing advocate, but he came around and he decided to help him. They didn't say in the description a willing, he said the only. Willing advocate. Well, he took the case didn't he no one yeah, else would after not being willing to but yes yes but he did he had a he change did. of mind yes so what you got here and you know right up front that tom hanks is sick it plays right into that very quick in this movie yes immediately and he almost gets a promotion i want to say he well actually he got it he was made partner no, he wasn't made partner. Or Sen junior partner Sen or something. Senior management or something. He was, uh, got. he was not made partner. He wanted to become partner. Oh, okay. But he gets this bigger case assigned to him because he's supposed to be a brilliant lawyer. 
And this is when he starts really getting sick and missing work and stuff like that. And he starts showing signs of having lesions. So we go a little bit further into this and we're seeing him in the hospital. He's feeling sick and things like that. But it comes a time where he's just abruptly fired and he feels he's set up that they find out that he has this disease and they fired him for that because there's a little story going on here where some documents are lost. Yeah, he said that, well, and actually he remembers that he left some documents, whatever, on his desk. Like he is completely positive about it. But then with like his secretary or his assistant is like crazy calling him, well, beeping him because his, well, that was before cell phones, like beeping him to let him know what the disaster was in the office. And he is sure he left those, those documents there. But then they said like, oh, well, they are nowhere, they're nowhere. And then miraculously they appear. So it looks like very suspicious that this happened precisely after uh, one of the partners in the in the office saw him up close and noticed something on his on his forehead. So like he is let go as a result of this of being incompetent, according to them. Yes, and also Phantom missed it there too that there was no signs of the report on the computer too because he had a backup copy and that exactly. had disappeared too. Yeah, that which was, was lost. Extremely suspicious because there was no copy, no nothing. Yes, and I'm just going to say it right now, but he was kind of a little incompetent to me. Why? For being this really big lawyer. This is the number one firm in Philadelphia. They scouted this guy from Penn State. He was the head of his class for a couple reasons, Phantom. He missed a lot of work because he was sick. He did a lot of work from home. Not to say lawyers don't do a lot from home, but he was constantly out. And would you leave paperwork on your desk for the biggest case you've had? I wouldn't even ever do that. Well, that's a good point. That is a good point. So I felt watching this that he wasn't totally on the up and up, let's say. He wasn't like the greatest employee you would ever have. You know, they stated he worked a lot of hours and stuff. But it starts with this case. There's nothing before he got sick. So this starts, this movie, when he has HIV, basically. Well, I mean, so apparently you don't, he... you don't know the part from when he came out to college from up to this part. He had been working at this firm for about a dozen years, I yeah, would Yeah, but, I mean, he has had HIV for years. Like, they made a point at some point in the movie to say that he had done something around 1984, 1985, something like that. So, I mean, when they told him that he might make partner or whatever, like nine weeks went along or some or nine days, I think it was that that went along. And then this happened. I mean, he was showing the first signs of actual AIDS, which is different. And that's when the partner saw the lesion and were like, well, one of them and was like, oh, what's going on? Plus, here? he also held his uh, illness from his employers. Well, with justified reason, apparently. <laughs> well, yes, that plays into the story. And as you know, we don't give spoilers here. We don't do that. Because if you want to watch it, you want to be surprised. But there is a part with that. Mm -hmm. But if you haven't watched this movie, people, you have to. Because it's like 
Yeah, you have to. Wow, we're getting a predisposure of what she's coming in with. Well, I mean, come on. This movie is a complete classic. I mean, you have to see it. Really? A classic, you would call this? A Absolutely. classic? Absolutely. It's, yeah. And it's super, it's one of those movies that, like, it holds up perfectly. It's super relevant. Except, of course, for, you know, the cell phones that you see and the beeping and, and the where's a phone. Of course, that doesn't hold up because, hello, cell phones. But it's incredible that it's just as relevant or it was just as relevant then as it is now. Okay, I want to touch more on the story. When he gets fired, weeks goes by and no lawyer wants to take his case. Not only is it the best and biggest firm in the Philadelphia region, is they don't feel he has a case and also people are scared of him. Remember, this is a movie that came out when people knew there was AIDS around, but it was still, I don't want to say it was new, but this movie made a lot more people aware of the disease. Yeah, and it made me remember a little the times that we are living right now. Because like at some point also in the movie, someone makes a comment like, we don't really know right. what's going on with this virus. Like, just imagine like mm-hmm. the, the way it was. I mean, at that time, I remember like nobody knew, like nobody knew for sure. It wasn't immediately that people knew exactly how AIDS was transmitted or something. And that plays along with Denzel Washington's character because when Hanks first goes into his office, he steps away from him, looks at his hand, wants to go to the doctor, wants to find out more because he's backing away from him and really doesn't take the case because he has AIDS. Exactly. Because he's scared for himself because he just had a child. Mm-hmm. And himself. I mean, there, there's, I mean, this guy, Washington, he's a man's man. Like, he hates gays. He doesn't want anything to do Which with them. Which is kind of bizarre. I don't think a movie like this could even be made today because they were adamant certain characters in this, how much they did not like gays. I think it could. They would have to not do a certain few things that they actually oh, do in this movie. There was a lot of jokes and exactly, stuff like, in this. But, I mean, the thing is that you see that, and, and yeah, that's the way many people still think and feel today. But this was very forward, this film. Oh, absolutely. That's why I'm saying I don't think this could happen today because people are way more sensitive, way more PC, and yes. they were blunt in this movie how yes. people act against homosexuals. Oh, absolutely. But this movie is not one of those movies in which there is, uh, I don't know, that is very forward, but that is insensitive or, or even rude or something. No, it just makes you, as a spectator, see the problem in the face. And actually, it's very funny. Oh, not funny, but the way this movie was directed, Jonathan Demi did wonderful work. There are so many close-ups. They make you see people in the face. They make you part of the situation. And it's, it's, it's really like a punch in the stomach many times. Yeah, and there's some faults with this movie I have. This, Such as? Well, Denzel Washington's character is funny to me because he is playing this TV lawyer like... No matter what city you live in, if you live in a major city, you see these commercials on 
all the time advertising and he's that lawyer he's called the tv guy in this but he's more of like a third rate lawyer he takes all the junk cases he'll sue anybody so he didn't come off or i don't know how well this guy would have been a trial lawyer somebody that dealt with small hit and run cases and stepping in a crack and suing a business this is a huge case and he don't even have any help most lawyers have you know workers <laughs> working with them doing big cases so i thought that was a little out of place in this movie I and did i'm not. docking that i did not because okay he is a small time lawyer sure or apparently, I mean, that's what the movie shows, but that doesn't mean he cannot be good at any time. I'm not saying he can't be good, but there's a different tiers of lawyers, Phantom. There's ones that handle certain cases, and then when it gets high profile, you have to have investigators, researchers. This guy's a small-time guy yeah, working but- out of one little office. But you need to remember that, that has actually, to go to the library and do research. You don't even have law books. Fine. But you need to remember that actually the first scene in the movie is Tom Hanks and Denzel Washington, both as counselors, as opposites. Yes. And who doing won? something in a trial or in a case. Tom Hanks. It but was the, litigation. It was just okay, litigation. But the point is that they were there. If it was if he was such a small time lawyer. He would have never done that at the beginning of the movie. Like, we don't really... That doesn't matter if he is a small-time lawyer or a cheap lawyer. It doesn't matter. The point is that he's good. It does to me. I think it's not realistic. Well, you need to remember that Andy had seen nine lawyers before him. Yes. It's not like he was his first choice. He was the only one that at the end took the case. Yes, that's perfect for that part. But once they get to litigation and research, he has nobody, Phantom. So He's what? in there He's by good. himself. That's what's so not accurate to me. It's not realistic that he's going up. Some of the best lawyers in state, in the country, actually, you know, five of the best lawyers ever, and you got this small-time guy that just works on slip and falls, and he's taken on this case. And he, yes, in the movie, he's an amazing lawyer. The disconnect is too big for me, so I'm penalizing it. Uh, I don't see why. I really don't see why. I mean, good lawyers have to begin somewhere. It's not like they, I mean, of course... This guy, Andy, he was so brilliant that he was scouted from the time that he left college. But not all people have the same luck or maybe not all people were as brilliant. And there are also other situations in this movie. All right. For me, though, let's get past this point. After it comes to where Denzel decides to uh, take the case, from there on out, it's primarily in the courtroom. There is some little side things. They go to a party and Andy goes, who's played by Tom Hanks. Andy is his name in the movie. He goes to his family and stuff like that and have dinners. But outside of that, it's primarily all courtroom battles. Yes. So you deal with witnesses and stuff like that. Now, Phantom, are you a fan of courtroom type movies? Yes, 
I'd rather see series like Law and Order, or Law and Order Criminal Intent, or SVU, or stuff like that. But absolutely, I enjoy movies that have courtroom cases, a few good men and all that, sure. Yeah, I enjoy the ones that come to my mind. Yeah, a few good men is one, but that's not primarily set in You court. can't handle the yeah, truth. Of course it is. Yeah, about half of it is. It's a trial, all the movie. What are you talking well, it's about? It's not all the movie. You got a good hour before they get to the trial in that. It's about learning about Tom Cruise's character and Demi Moore's and uh, the other guy's name, his side partner. The only way they relate to each other is because they're working on the same case. Yes, it's but, about that trial. But there's a lot of stuff happening in that outside of the courtroom phantom it takes an hour for them to get to the court case and that okay geez they have all the fights demi moore and uh tom cruise when they're investigating and finding out and going to the military base and meeting jack nicholson and oh my god they were preparing for the trial phantom It's nothing like Philadelphia is primarily just set in well, the yes. trial. I'll give you that. Yes. Okay. Now, another one that comes to my mind, one of my favorite movies, and Justice for All with Al Pacino. <laughs> Amazing 70s courtroom battles. Now, there's a lot of cases in this that he has, but then he gets a big case and there's some amazing parts. That, that one movie. I haven't seen. But yeah, I am... I wouldn't say I'm a fan of courtroom procedurals. Oh, A Time to Kill. That's a great movie. And it's also about a trial. I definitely don't like what like the Phantom said, CSI and them type things. But I wouldn't call myself a fan, but I do enjoy them. The ones that I've seen and stuck with, they're very interesting. You know, because usually they have big actors and the acting's phenomenal in these types of movies. Yep. Yeah, that's so, true. I got a couple more negatives that you I want to get out there because it's going to affect my rating. Okay. Now, I know what Phantoms probably enjoyed these parts, but there's some scenes with operatic music, and it goes a little with the story. I just think it could have been 15 to 20 minutes cut out of it and would have got this down to like hour 45, and I didn't like it. What did you think? I do think that it was, I don't want to say a little bit too much because it's not about that, but this is a very big performance for Tom Hanks. This is his first Oscar, right? Yes. The second was for Forrest Gump the following year. And uh, that was a part that he, he killed it. He definitely killed it. But it was like the dramatic moment in the movie. It seems like, I don't know if in the 90s or something, many movies kind of had a moment, you know, and this was his moment. But it was beautiful. It was like the way he enjoys that song and the way he explains to it. And you were talking about a guy that is dying, you know, and he really enjoys that. And the character of Denzel Washington, he's actually changing. He's learning from him he's seeing things that he never saw before i didn't like that i didn't buy that so you don't see something like that happening at all i'm not saying i don't know what if that would ever happen i'm saying i didn't buy denzel there and what they were trying to portray going on with the operatic song denoting it to tom hanks the sadness and the sorrow 
I don't think it was pulled off. I didn't like it. Okay. I don't think it fit. All right. So um, what do you got? What's some of your raves and reviews you're coming in so high here? <laughs> you don't even know if I'm coming to that. I just think this is a movie that, as I said before, it punches you in the gut. It shows the faces. There are so many close-ups in this movie. It's amazing. I had never noticed until this time. Maybe it was because we watched it on 4K. I, I don't know. But it showed very raw realities right to your face. There was so much sorrow in this movie and so much love, too. Because you see the, the, the two parts. You see how in his job... They are basically discriminating against him and they like they hate him because of what he is. And I don't think that was pulled off, too. Well, I don't know about that. I don't that, think everybody hated him. No, no, no. They hate what he is. And it's not that they hate him. Jason Robards the person. does. Not all of them. Yeah. I he, mean, he hates it because he brought that disease into their lifestyle. Yes. And he can't stand that. Because one of the other partners in the beginning of the movie wants to settle out of court. But this leader is so disgusted of what he is as a being and what he did. So he's like, no, we're going to beat this. Yeah, but as I was saying, like you have that part where you see it's not as that they hate him as a person, but they hate what he represents. You know, the, the fact that he is gay and that he is sick. And they just just can't reconcile that. But then you see the, the juxtaposition with his family, the way he is absolutely loved and accepted, which is actually not the reality of many gay people. I think so, too. I think that, and I'm ticking that down a little. because I don't I see think, why. Because I think all of them this is a big family this is six seven brothers and sisters with husbands and wives and many nieces and nephews and i think that's not common that doesn't mean it can't exist no i agree with you there too but i think they could have threw some more turmoil in this movie what for you had enough turmoil with, with the trial okay because it's about homosexuals don't limit that i think they could expanded more in this movie and had at least one family member be against him it would have added more even more drama but i think more realistic drama no i will not agree with that because you see from the start one of the things you see about this guy. This is the most loving family. This is better than the Brady Bunch, I'm One telling you. <laughs> thing that you see about this guy, about Tom Hanks, is what a good guy he is. He's the kind of guy that has an assistant, and she it, it's already, I don't know, 6 p.m. or something in the afternoon, and she says, do you need anything else? Like She is offering, and he's like, no, go home. He's a good boss. He's a good person, you know? Yes, no and doubt. it makes perfect sense to me that he comes from a good, loving family. Yes, I agree. I just think it's not 100% accurate. I think, and a lot of people would say, there's always somebody in your family or friends that don't understand it and are, I mean, just regular. You don't have to be gay anymore. I mean, families in general 
are chaotic for the most parts. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I agree. But this is not like he just came out of the closet. You have no idea what they went through when he came out of the closet. Exactly. Probably. Well, you like to know that? Pro- no. Okay. Because this is not about that. They probably had all kinds of turmoil. Maybe yes, maybe not. Probably so. It's about discrimination and what homosexuals have to go through, Phantom. Okay, so I but don't n- see why one of the family members couldn't have been on the opposite sides there to show more realistic aspects okay, of Okay, this is not a coming-of-age story or a comic-out-of-the-closet story. Like, this guy has been gay for all his life. Then why didn't he tell and his, his family, workers? Why, why didn't he tell what? His employer. Because it's not of their business. Okay. One other thing <laughs> I want to get into before our ratings. His progression from sickness to being better to being emaciated was outstanding. Oh, I thought it was yes. great. I mean, the makeup on this was incredible. Yes, that was acting for the ages all right so now that we're done our review there we're going into our ratings and recommendations and i'll start here because i'm going to give this a solid seven i enjoyed it yes i'm criticizing it some things and that's why i can't go higher and i will not call this a classic it is 27 years old now so it could be considered a classic if it's one of the best of the best I personally would never call this movie a classic, but it is a buy, and I'll tell you why it's a buy. For the Oscar performance and to see Denzel and the Spanish guy before they really became known, you get to see them where they started, and they were great. And so was Jason Robards, who's been an actor for 40, 50 years. He's a great actor. So that's mine. What do you got, Phantom? Oh, I think this movie is a 10. Wow. <laughs> no brainer it's i don't know it 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 just punched me in the gut like, you have no thoughts with this movie at all not really if i had to mention one there was a little makeup nitpick at some point in the movie but i believe i only noticed it because of the 4k so i'm not deducting any points for that all right let's move this on to the 4k disc review But before we get to that, (laughs) we got our little tip this week. And what we're going to talk about is up converting 4K. Now, this really deals with TVs, Phantom. So everyone out there that doesn't have a 4K TV, we wanted to explain a few things to you. Once you get a 4K TV, it up converts everything you're watching. So whether you're watching a DVD, whether you're watching broadcast TV, cable, it takes everything and moves it up to that 4K quality. Now, I would put a percentage about 80% of the time, Phantom, and you can throw your percentage out there, it improves it quite a bit. Very noticeable, sometimes drastically. Yes, So you can pop in an old DVD or movie or Netflix or something. It makes it look better than if you had an old 1080p TV and HD TV. So you're getting better quality from your older stuff. Now that 20% of the time is stuff that's really old. And I want to say, you know, four to three rate standard 
TV, I Love Lucy, Brady Bunch, stuff like that. And not even TV. that old. I mean, remember, you just got me the Doctor Who series. Yes. And like the first series, because in the, in the United Kingdom, they are series, not seasons. The one with Christopher Eccleston, that was the very first year of the revival. And the quality was low. See, and that and, matters. It depends. Yes. When it's up converting, it depends on the quality of the source. Yes. So if it didn't have a big budget, it was lower film stock back in the day when it came out. It wasn't digital. It has a chance to actually look worse on a 4K TV. Yes. Because it's highlighting the flaws. Yeah. And the thing is that whatever they give you on the DVD, it's making it bigger for 4k so if it's already blurry it's yes. going to be very blurry yes and we have many examples of this you know of our movies that some of them look incredible we'll pop in a 1990s dvd and it'll look better than a blu-ray sometimes yes but then you pull out another one like i'm giving you an example the road killers it's a horror movie one of my favorite ones it's only available on dvd and it just highlights the snow. It wasn't a super oh, yes. big budget movie. So it looks more snowy than it would on an HD TV or a smaller TV. Yeah. But I'm going to put a percentage. That's only 20% of the time. But if you're stuck in like a TV channel TV land or something or watch a lot of old westerns or something like that where it might look worse if they haven't upgraded it, just getting a 4K TV before you move to the 4K Blu-ray, you're going to notice such a difference on all different types of content. Yes, and as you already mentioned once, also it depends on the quality of the TV you get. Yes, I'm glad Phantom brought that up. If you're going to Walmart and buying one of these two $300 TVs, you're going to be disappointed. Very. You might notice some good things about it, but it's going to have a bad backlight. The quality ain't there. It's not going to be as sharp. It's not going to last as long, too. The it's not going blow. to upconvert your stuff. In a very good way at all. And that is huge. So as we keep saying on this, this podcast is for people in 4K movies now. But just as much, we're trying to get you into 4K and how valuable this format is because we need to keep this going and it's well worth it. So that's our little tip this week. Now let's move on to the video effects of the 4K disc, Phantom of Philadelphia, shot on film. It does look like the, the general quality of the movie, you catch a little tiny bit of grain all over I the would place. say more in a little bit. I noticed it a lot on the wide angle shot. Yes. The close-up faces were mind-blowing. You'd never seen this movie this good. Mind-blowing. And as I said before, there are so many close-ups yes. in this movie. Like, it's in your face all the time, and I think that's no mistake whatsoever. Yeah, me and Phantom, but, right when the opening scene comes on, because you have a yeah. long title set with just scenes shot in Philadelphia, all looked great but once that first scene came on with tom hanks's face we were like what <laughs> yeah we were like whoa it, i was 
immediately floored. Because we have so seen good. this movie before. I've seen this movie on VHS. I've seen it on probably yeah. DVD. Blu-ray. I promise you. No, I've never you, seen it on no? Blu-ray. I promise you people. I felt, I think this was maybe the fourth, third or fourth time I've watched this movie. And it felt like it was the first time I was watching it. It felt so different. Even the, from the first scenes in the streets of Philadelphia while the, the song was playing too, it, it was wow. Like everyday scenes, but they felt so, they felt like if you were there. Yes. And, and, and it, they felt so close to home somehow. And the bright wide angle scenes felt so realistic too. Sometimes even fake Phantom. Some of the background scenes of like the cityscape when it was really bright out there like wow it don't really even look that nice <laughs> like it felt <laughs> hyper realistic yes it was very cool but there is a lot of tiny grain in this yes. on the wide angle shots which there is many in this because they show city scenes they show like overviews of the courtroom they show like parties wide angle when it's like not that brightly lit. Mm -hmm. And it does show the grain, but I think they did use noise reduction here. Yes. On them scenes to tamp it down a little bit, but it is noticeable. This it is one noticeable. shot on film, you're seeing the film grain on this. Unlike 2001, A Space Odyssey was way better than this. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, this absolutely. looked incredible. It was detailed. But certain filmic scenes, I want to say. Yes, but also there are times like, for example, another reason why that the the operatic song time that I liked that it that had that like he was in a dream that state. was beautiful because like there's such a a change of lights. It begins with the normal lighting of the scene, but then they put like shadow and light and changes of color. And that looked really nice. I think it could have looked even better, but it looked very cool. And there was also one scene at night where you see an ambulance going by and the lights of the ambulance, those reds are like, like super, yeah, super Yeah, the reds red. and yellow really pop. Yeah, this. and there's one, else, one scene where I say, whoa, with Santa Claus. There's a Santa yes. Claus in the street. His suit, it, it was like it was slapping me in the That's face. That's when uh, Denzel Washington got hit on and he wasn't too happy about that. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And it was, uh, uh, the blacks, some of the blacks are really good. Like at some points, like they're showing the back of the, of the female lawyer that is defending those guys. And you just, everything looks perfectly black. It looked very, very nice. All right. Now, this is a true 4K, so they did take it from film and go right to 4K. And, of course, it has HDR, which is so drastically important. How about the audio, which is an Atmos track? Did it need it, Phantom? Mm, yes, because, I mean, we have a lot of scenes that are in a courtroom, so echoes are present. And I thought also that was so subtly cool. Yes. It wasn't like blaring like, oh my God, like there's sound all around you. No, this is a drama talking dialogue 95% of the time. Yes. But when they're in certain rooms or halls or something, you do get the feel that you're in there. It's very subtle. Yeah, it's very, very well done. It's one of those things that you don't notice it because it's so well done. 
But yeah, I mean, some. I think once I heard like a door close or something, and it yes. came from behind. Yes, and you felt like you was sitting in that courtroom. Absolutely, because yeah. the dialogue track, the center channel was brilliant in this. Yes. It was so clear and distinct. That's the highlight of this disc to me. Yeah, and at any point where the song The Streets of Philadelphia is playing, you feel that bass. Yes, it sounds... Oh, it, my goodness. It actually was kind of bizarre in the beginning. It sounded like they were in a concert hall when they're showing certain scenes, and I'm like, well, this feels bizarre. Like it, I think they put too much reverb in it or something. I don't know. There was a scene, actually, where they started playing the song very, very low. But you could feel that bass anyway. Oh, yeah, the, the, the bass, bass was, was there all the time. Even though the song was very, very low, you could feel that bass. And I was I was even like, wow, who's playing loud music? Or yeah. But like, no, it's the movie. Yes, it's very clear, but um definitely disagreeing with Phantom. I don't think you need a no atmos track on this. It's it's not even yeah, a movie that you need no, like no. sound. It's not an action or sci-fi. Movie. It's true. That's true. But also at the same time which is the second part of my opinion, I didn't feel anything coming from, like, above. It's, no, it was just that reverb, the whole effect. Yes. To make it feel like you was in that courtroom. Exactly. But I do think that this might not have been a great movie for Atmos because it doesn't No, I was really actually have, surprised uh-huh. it had an Atmos track, really. Yeah, I but think, you yeah. do get there's certain scenes it does feel like you're in that place it's subtle but it makes it feel a little bit more realistic that's true. but this is nothing that's going to blow you away in a drama no most track no all right what special features do we have on the philadelphia disc 25th anniversary 4k well first of all all of them are on the blu-ray Okay, so that means they're in HD quality, no 4K quality. Yes, but apparently it's like it has a lot of special features. There's a new feature teaser from Red and Coca-Cola featuring new interviews with Tom Hanks, Denzel Washington, and Mary Steenburgen. Filmmakers audio commentary with director Jonathan Demi and screenwriter Ron Nieswanner, Nieswanner, something like that. Deleted scenes. Music video for the Academy Award-winning original song Streets of Philadelphia performed by the boss, Bruce Springsteen. People Like Us, making Philadelphia documentary. One foot on a banana peel, the other foot in the grave documentary. Courthouse protest footage and interviews. Joe Miller's MacReady and Schiltz Legal Services TV spot. That's probably the TV guy thing, right? Mm -hmm. Original making of featurette and theatrical trailer that is a lot it sounds like what three hours it sounds like a lot yeah so if you're in the special features you're getting your money's worth that is true so here's the time phantom what is your grade of the 4k blu-ray disc okay my rating it's going to be a b plus i think it's a very good change it makes you feel like you are inside the movie as i said before i felt like it was the first time i was watching it 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 punched me in the gut very strong for some reason and it had not before it might have been because i'm older now or because i understand more things about the world who knows but i had never cried with this movie 
and I did this time. And I think the 4K version was responsible for that. So I say B+, and I think it is definitely worthy of the upgrade. All right. I think so far on the first seven episodes, I think Phantom's a little lenient on most of the discs so far, which could be a good thing or bad thing, depending on which way you're looking at it. I am going to give this a C+. I think it's definitely better than average. Definitely, it's worth it. I'm just going to say it is definitely worth it because you have not seen this clarity of their faces like phantom has said over and over there's a lot of close-ups and in 4k when that's vibrant and detailed and crystal clear oh my god you can see so much and it feels like they're sitting in the room with you almost yeah and you know what that this movie has such good makeup on tom hanks of course it has great makeup and the 4k can kill the makeup yes of course and it showed beautifully it looked so realistic yes now with the atmos track this is just not (laughs) a movie that it matters so yes it's clear the dialogue track was great you could actually turn this one down and still hear it fine usually you got to turn them way up to get the voices because other speakers are overpowering it but Yeah, it's not a movie, so I'm not really giving it any points for that, even though it had some nice hall-type sounds and courtroom sounds that felt like you were there. It was an added little bonus. And I am giving it credit for all the special features, but there is a lot of grain. This is an older movie. I would have liked for them to use more of the noise reduction to tamp down as much of that grain as possible. Now, this isn't as bad as like a grindhouse horror film or nothing like that. (laughs) But it is noticeable when you want that clear film, a digital film, you know, something like Lucy or A plus review or 2001 where we all were A. Those were just so vibrantly sharp. Crystal clear. Yes. And this is coming from a film. And this is by Sony Entertainment, which does usually better jobs than a lot of the other studios. But it is, it was great. I mean, I hope you people out there don't feel like the C plus I'm criticizing it all. It is definitely worth that upgrade. And it is better than average. So I think it's worth it because if you've seen this movie before, and you want to get this movie, this is something you're into, these dramas like this, and especially at this time, it's a perfect time to watch a movie like this, you got to see it in 4K. It just pulls all that clarity of the faces into it. Yeah, and it takes this movie from just being a witness of the movie to actually being in there with them. And it's something that I I really didn't expect with this movie. Yes, I was unsure what to expect with it too. But there you have it. Phantom a B plus, Bill Shetty a C plus.
So that's our show for episode number seven. Let's do our little goodbyes and plugs, Phantom. What do you want the people to do? (laughs) Where do you want them to go? What do you want them to see? Where do you want them at? (laughs) I want them to go to BillShetty.com and sign that guest book aggressively. Yes. Leave comments and tell us what you like. And hopefully you don't like many things, but... um, just go there check us out on horror movie weekly we're there we're with jay of the dead bantering all the time all the time all the time go to apple podcasts leave us a nice review there we are also everywhere else you already know iHeartRadio, radio i radio we are on spotify yeah i'm on twitter at Lady Phantom 74 we are on Letterboxd, yes, too. Yes, get over to our letterbox because we review other movies during the week. You follow us, you're going to see them, unless they're 2020 movies, because we'll be having a top 10 at the end of the year on Horror Movie Weekly. But get over there and follow us. You'll see what else we're watching. Yeah. So, that's it. That's all the places where you can contact us. And we'll catch you on the next one. Bye. 4K. Ain't no angel gonna greet me. It's just you and I, my friend. And my clothes don't fit me no more. I want a thousand miles just to slip this scheme. Night is falling, I'm blind awake I can feel myself fading away So receive me, brother, with your faithless kiss Or will we leave each other alone like this On the streets of Philadelphia